When Red Wins, She Stands Alone, How to Lose the Time War by Al Imal and Max Gladstone. I read that. Oh no, I read that. I'm Aaron Zabrick. And I'm Katie Gray. And this is the show where we pick a monthly genre and read books in the category discussing everything in between two covers. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 28. Yay. Yay. I will never be able to pronounce names. No, I don't know how to pronounce your name either. I don't even have it written down in my my uh, notes here. I had to go Let's and like honest. Google the pronunciation so that I yeah. could pronounce it. Wow, we've been we've been sitting here talking for about about fifteen minutes. Yeah, my cats have been fine until now. And now Tulio's fighting Miguel under the door. <laughs> of course they are. I swear. Uh, I Should I ignore it or should I deal with it? Throw them outside. Okay, I'll be right back. The idea of an adult with a normal, like, healthy sleeping schedule, I don't know if it exists. I think it does. I think it's just not us. I've never met them before. Like, do I just attract tired people? Probably. <laughs> tired people attract tired it? people. I think I, that's how the universe works. Do we works. do it to ourselves? I no, do No, that's not. true. You don't. I, I kind of do it to myself. <laughs> well, yeah, you stay up reading or doing stuff or watching Watching MLMs. MLM videos. Anti-MLM videos, let's be clear. I'm still on that train. <laughs> Still going strong. CC Suarez and all the things. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you give us a disclaimer? Uh, so these are our opinions. Our humor is dark. You like what you like. There will be spoilers. Please read the show notes for trigger warnings for this episode. Uh, I think there's a couple. It's not very triggery. Hmm. There's some violent imagery, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. This was an interesting book. Yeah. I. It's, you know, okay. <laughs> that pause. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I want to say because uh, I listened to it in like one day. Oh, I guess one day and then like an hour the next day because I got tired. But um, I am thinking about this book really? not Still. not to the degree of oh, this book really impacted me but more in the degree of wow that's kind of really cool especially the more yeah. as i wow what was that sentence especially as i do more research <laughs> into the process um that went yes. into writing this yeah because this is by two authors this is our first book that we've covered with two authors yeah. So that was kind of interesting. I actually didn't know that there's two authors until <laughs> I was done reading it. Yeah. Because Aaron doesn't look at these things. No. No. So I'm going to give you a book summary first. Yes, give me a book And then summary. we can do author tidbit. Among the ashes of a dying world, an agent of commandment finds a letter. It reads, burn before reading. Thus begins an unlikely correspondence between two rival agents, hell-bent on securing the best possible future for their warring factions. Now what began as a taunt, a battlefield boast, 
grows into something more, something epic, something romantic, something that could change the past and the future, except the discovery of their bond would mean death for each of them. There is still a war going on, after all, and someone has to win that war. Yeah. So the book was, like, written, the story was told through letters. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. There was, like, was really a little bit of exposition. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, it took me a second to kind of get into the rhythm of that. That's fair. Um, just because I didn't know what what I was getting into. I think if I had known ahead of time that's what it was, it would have I would have jumped right in. But um, I thought it was a really interesting way. I remember thinking halfway through it, like, this is a cool way to tell a story. Right. So I have some author tidbits. I'm sure that yeah, you, you go I'm first. sure that you have the same ones that I do. How dare you? So you can expand upon them. Uh, so Amal is a Canadian poetry and speculative fiction author. So I had to Google what speculative fiction was, and it is a broad category of fiction encompassing genres with elements that do not exist in reality, recorded history, nature, or the present universe, which I thought was just like all of fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's speculative fiction. In other words, in other words, you, you write fiction. Let's yeah, settle down. Yeah. Uh, she's taught creative writing at multiple universities. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. In Canada, she's from Ottawa, Ontario. Um, I don't have any of this. I don't have any of this. Oh, it. perfect. So that's kind of like Alma. Uh, and then Max Gladstone is an American urban fantasy writer, and he went to Yale and has taught as a teacher in China. Yes. So his bio on his website is pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. The ending is like, he's done the, such and such in one place. He's done such and such in one place. And he's fallen off a horse in such and such place. Like, it's, <laughs> it's pretty clever. It's like, it's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. So this book won uh, the BSFA Award for Best Fiction Short Story, the Nebula Award for Best Novella in 2019. And in 2022, it won the Hugo Award for Best Novella. That's great. Yeah, so it's won I, many awards. I can see why um, it was an interesting book. And then I have a little bit of how the book was actually made. So, the book is divided into letters, but also the situations in which the letters are received. Max wrote one character while I wrote the other character. One of us would be writing a letter at the same time the other person would be writing the situation the letter was received. The situation was discussed beforehand, but the letter was a complete surprise to the other. Yes. Right? That is so cool. I, like, the amount of effort and, like, creativity that went into this book, and it's short. Like, it's, like, 200 and something. 200 pages. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the impact that it gives is, like, a full book. It's effective. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it was really cool. Do you, is that all you had for author That's all I have. Do you want to add? Yeah, so I mostly focused on kind of their process. I read this interview where the, the two of them were being interviewed at the same time. So they chose letter writing because they knew that they have very different writing styles. And so distinguishing them by characters writing letters to one another would kind of overcome the difference in, in writing style. Can you hear him? I can hear the yelling cat. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay, so to overcome their writing styles, right, they use these letters. And um, that was really cool. So they divided it up by character. So then, yeah, they would, one would write the exposition, one would write the letter, and then they would swap laptops 
because they were they wrote this during a like writing intensive and then they wrote a little bit more during a conference where they would like carve out time to write together and so they wrote it over like three different like meetings um and they each had their own laptop where they would do their writing and then they would swap hmm. isn't that interesting that is interesting so they had a basic timeline that was kind of structured in acts for the way that the story would progress um, but the contents of the letters, like you said, was a total mystery. Um, and then I got writing advice from both of them. Do you want to hear hers and his writing advice? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, so her writing advice. I'm going to say her name is Amal. Amal said that uh, one thing that really helped her was that every first draft is perfect because all a first draft has to do is is, is exist. It's a quote that she finds very comforting when she's starting a project. She found that quote really comforting, and I also find that quote really comforting. I find that comforting as well. It's, even when writing academic papers, because the first draft is so, like, yeah. Anyway, um, his advice was, in writing, I'm going to read this directly, it's a direct quote. In writing, you do not need permission. When creating in solitude or in a tight pair, it's important to remember that, yes, you can write this sentence, make this comparison, turn the scene in just this way. These characters can go that far over the line. You can make this work about something you love rather than something you think other people will want to read. The worst you'll get is a scene that does not work or a character that falls flat. That's part of the relief of working with someone, too. You can instantly see what works for them and what doesn't. But what exists that doesn't Work can always be fixed. What does not exist cannot. Hmm. So basically the same thing, but in more words. Kind of. I think what a, a lot of authors that we're seeing, because I always kind of see, like, what's their advice? All of them seem to say, just write. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just the answer. Like, just write. And then the last thing I have is that it has been optioned for a TV show. Oh. And they're currently working on a script. Dang. Hmm. Yeah. I would, That's I would all watch I have. that. I think I would watch it. I think it's like if it was a miniseries. Yeah. I think it would be hard to follow the time. That's fair. I'm thinking about all that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, how do we do our ratings? So our ratings are at uh, 15 points. I max out five points for each category. Categories are characters, book space, world building, slash storytelling. So what did you give this? I think you probably think I gave this a really high score. I don't. I only gave it a nine. Yeah, I didn't think this would be your book. And I thought about going higher. I could be convinced to give it a ten. It's not that I didn't like this book, but there were just things about it that I was like, eh. That's fair. But what did you give it? So I gave it 13. Wow. Yeah, I actually That's really enjoyed this. That's high for you. This. Yeah. That's really high for you. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I gave it a 13. Um, I really enjoyed this. I gave it a 13. I really enjoyed this book. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. What did you give it for characters? I gave it a 3. You gave it a 3? Well, so, I didn't mind the characters. I think they had distinct voices. They had distinct voices, but I didn't know enough about them. Okay. Like, like I would not care about red individually, and I would not care about blue individually, but I cared more about their dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. I got sucked in by that dynamic. Yeah, that's very, like, your thing. Yeah, so I gave it a five. You gave it a five. I gave it a five. Uh, I really enjoyed blue and red. Um, 
I also really liked that um, you didn't know their names, but they told each other their real names. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really cool. You only knew them as blue and red. I was waiting for the reveal and it never came. Yeah, it never came. But that's true for so much in this book. Yeah. There was so much that was never revealed. That's true. So what did you give it for? Which one did you like more, blue or red? Okay, remind me because I did find this book a little confusing. Blue is the garden one and red is the machine one. Yeah. I liked blue better. I liked red better. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. That The opening paragraph, like the first page of this book, I was like, I'm going to love this book. I knew you were going to love red better. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But that's also like, those are characters you like. Yeah. So what did you give it for pace? This is where I could be convinced to go higher. Mm. I gave it a four. Okay. So I gave it a four as well. I, I thought the pacing was good. I could have gone to a five. Like, in fact, after I put all this together, I was like cleaning my house and thinking over it. And I thought to myself, maybe I should change that too. I could have been convinced to give it a five because I, I felt like it wasn't necessarily moving slow. And, and I never felt like it was that I was bored with it. It just, I don't know if I ever got the payoff. That you wanted? That I wanted. Hmm. But I'm like a... Like, I want it to be finished. And this book wasn't finished. You didn't feel it was finished? Well, it was finished, but, like, the, the ending of the story is that, that they, like, run away together. But you never get that. Like, you never get the satisfaction of, like, finding out if that really happened. That's fair. So, I don't know. So But, but I don't ever feel like it slowed down. No. So, I give it a four. Because I was physically reading this book and it was so, like the writing was so, I want to say dense. Yes. Listening to it was hard. That I had to put it down and like sit there and think about it for a sec and then pick it back up. Yeah. So listening to it, the vocabulary was intense. Like there were some words and I was like, I don't, I have never heard this English word in my life. Yeah. That So their vocabulary was very very broad yeah and i think it added to the setting more than anything yeah. else i think it added to the setting yeah i had to let it like marinate in my brain for a little bit before i could pick the book back up so what should have maybe taken me like a day to read like i could have read this in a day probably i think it took me like three really because i was That's like a long time. put it down think about it pick it back up think about it put it back down think about it yeah so yeah that is a long time for you to read 200 pages yeah so world building yeah i gave it a two i was disappointed in the world building so i give it a four it's interesting it's interesting because um i felt like by the end i kind of understood what the world was like but they did not do a very good job of no let me correct myself they did a good job with this book there's a reason it's an international bestseller i did not handle the vagueness and the allusions to what the world was like. Like, I didn't understand. Were they aliens? Were they from a, like, future race of humans who had evolved? And they kind of evolved two different directions, and now they're at war? Like, what were they? Like, she suddenly was a wolf that had six legs? When could you transform? <laughs> like, why do you suddenly have six legs? And you're, have you always been a six-legged monster? Like, listen, listening to that, I was like, I thought this chick was a human. What's happening? she's a... Is she not a? Is she not a human? I guess I was picturing the wrong thing in my brain the whole time. Like so, there's gonna be cat noises all over this. I don't remember where I was going. 
but I didn't I didn't feel like I had a firm grasp on the world. Yeah. So I thought it was super interesting. Um, did I get lost sometimes? Yes. Did I not know what was going on sometimes? Yes. Um, did I? I like that there's like actually like historical facts that were woven into this world. That was pretty cool. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then also, um, the book that they mention, because at some point Blue tells Red to read a book. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember that. So that is a real book. Uh, Travel Light by Naomi Mitchelson. And it's a real book. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool how they actually like put a real book into the book. Yeah. I bet you if we knew more about history, that there would be more references we understood. Yeah, I think a lot of it was over my head. Yeah, but I think so too. I still really enjoyed it. Even though I was lost half the time and didn't really understand what was going on, I still really enjoyed it. But would you agree that you, like, there was no frame of reference for, like, who were these two warring races or kingdoms or, like, but that didn't matter to you? I don't think that mattered to me. It mattered. I can tell. Um, did you <laughs> did you think that Red would be the seeker? Yes. Yeah. When I told you, when I texted, I messaged you and I said, just so you know, I'm saying it right now. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I figured it out um, probably the third time the seeker showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? So I figured it out, uh, I think the first or the second time because I stopped and I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I actually went yeah. backwards in the book trying to find other mentions of the Seeker. And I was like, nope, this is the first time they're being mentioned. And then I think it was when they were talking about when Blue was saved. Yeah. When she was little. When Blue was saved when she was... You mean when Red was saved when she was little? No, when Blue was saved because... Um, when was Blue, Blue saved? Well, Blue said that she was built differently, right? And that the garden. Right, when she was sick. Yeah, and Red went back and saved her. Red went back and made her different. Yeah. And like implanted bits of her into Blue. In, to make her resistant to the poison that was. Yeah. Can I just say this is Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, but with a happy ending? This is Romeo and Juliet, but they both don't die. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they do die because we don't actually know. <laughs> You're so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I thought it was a. I thought it was a. a I thought it was the right ending for this book. I'm just one of those people that's like, but what else happened? <laughs> like, the movie ends with them, like, finally, like, the couple getting back together after this long trail. I'm like, no, no, this is the start of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know more. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, that's what fan fiction's for. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I just really enjoyed this book. I'm definitely going to keep it. Yeah, I could see this being a book that, that you want on your shelf. Surprisingly. Like, I, I went into this book with no expectations. I was just looking for... Because um, September is supposed to be, like, queer, LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus alphabet soup kind of yeah. month. So I just looked up queer sci-fi books. Can I just tell you that I leaned far further into this genre than you did? <laughs> and you are giving me so much <laughs> shit about it. And I leaned into this genre, and you keep texting me and be like, speaking of trash, I'm halfway through your book. And I'm like, you picked the genre. I picked a book that is very clearly steeped in the genre. Do you know what I've decided, though? You picked you picked alien time war racers who just happen to be women who fall in love. 
Mine is actually has queer themes. <laughs> so yours is just about love. <laughs> so what I've decided is that I don't like contemporary novels. Okay. Because the um we play ourselves is very contemporary. Yes, it is. Um, and I don't like it. Okay, well, we can talk about it when we get to we play ourselves. And you ripped me a new one for leaning into the genre that you picked for the month of September, leaning into the queer themes. Meanwhile, you're like. Can I read sci-fi with lesbians in it? A hundred percent. That's what I looked for. <laughs> and you know what? I fucking loved it. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me all the space lesbians. I'm here for it. That is probably a very different book series. I'm cheering you guys on. <laughs> so yeah. What... Uh, favorite quotes. Favorite quotes. What's your favorite? What, what do you think mine is then? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I think yours okay. is. But I think I'm wrong because this book was super poetic. And I think that what your favorite quote is, is probably a description. It's actually one sentence. Or something. Really? Yeah, it's super short. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> okay, I think your favorite quote is, Books are letters and bottles cast into the waves of time from one person trying to save the world to another. No. Man, I picked the book one because the last time I just picked a book quote, I got it right. <laughs> and now <laughs> I'm so like, like, nope. <laughs> All right, okay. What was your favorite quote? So my favorite quote is, Strange how being erased can bring one in line with the greater narrative. Mm. Fancy. <laughs> Fancy. Okay, I'm going to guess. What do you think mine is? I, yours is longer. Oh, then you got it wrong. Oh, did I? Mine's. That's, is it one word? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So... Could you imagine if my favorite quote was like, blue? <laughs> oh, blue. Um, so, uh, I think your favorite quote is, but Garden dislikes words. Words are abstract. Break off from the green. Words are patterns in the way fences and trenches are. Words hurt. I can hide in words so long as I scatter them through my body. To read your letters is to gather flowers from within myself. Pluck a blossom here, a fern there. Arrange and rearrange them in ways that suit a sunny room. Mm, that is good. That that like little excerpt describes how this book is written. Yes, it's very flowery and poetic and romantic. Yep. Uh, romantic in tone which is interesting that you liked it so much like romance has changed you Erin. i think i like this kind of romance where it's not like straightforward hey man let's go bang in the closet <laughs> in the church steeple yeah so i think i like i like this because it's got it's got a bunch of plot yeah that's true right yeah it's steeped in it it's not just yeah. sprinkled around like salt grind <laughs> anyways oh my gosh you're so funny my favorite quote is actually which, okay, let me add, I listened to this. Yeah. So in order to find favorite quotes, I had to go look up quotes online. I'm going to start just looking up your quotes online. I'm going to be like, what would Katie like go to these quotes? <laughs> well, but if I bet you if I'd been reading it, my quote would have been longer. Like if I had been reading it with my eyeballs instead of my ears, because I would have been able to. I pro it probably That's fair. Quote I chose, which I did really like when I heard it. Which, by the way, the audiobook has two different speakers. The red one is very monotone, robotic sound, and blue is very flowery. Favorite quote is, Her pen had a heart inside, and the nib was a wound in a vein. She stained the page with herself. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. Did you enjoy the audiobook? Yes. Okay. Because I never yeah. listened to the audiobook, so I'm always interested to see what you have to say. I have encountered my first time not enjoying a reader, and it's under the whispering tree. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I hate the voice he uses for the main character. What's his name again? Wallace. Yeah. I hate the voice he uses when he talks as Wallace. It's very like, ho, ho, ho. And I'm like, stop doing that. Like, I get that he's like a 
pretentious, gross guy who's like a mean lawyer. It's where we start the book out. Which I love. Who knows where he ends up. Also, <laughs> 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 quick under the listening door segue, because I'm still listening to this. I told Erin I had started it, and she's like, I love the. I forgot how much I love the first chapter of that book. <laughs> and I was like, this character's such an asshole. And she goes, I know, it's the best thing in the world. And I'm like, he's actually a horrible person, Erin. I love him. <laughs> he's such a douchebag. Like, this woman's pouring her heart out to him, and he's like, can you stop so I can fire you, please? 100%. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways. That's a I understand. spoiler to the first chapter of Under the Whispering Door. But, uh, yeah, the reader's not great for that one. Yeah, sounds like it. The, the voice he uses for Hugo is okay. And so I'm wondering if that affectation's going to go away as Wallace develops as a character. But maybe not. I don't know. I will say, though, I laughed freaking out loud that first night when he was walking around the house <laughs> making ghost noises. All night. <laughs> All night. I'm awake. You're awake. You're awake. And the old man comes out and he's like, shut up. Just because you're dead doesn't mean you can't let people sleep. I thought that was pretty funny. I love that book. I I gave my copy to Ashley to read. And I already want to reread it. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. That book we'll made me feel things. That's, that's hard. I know, do. right? So, tropes. Did you get any? I have a few, but I just like pulled them out of my ass, so I don't even know if they're like actual tropes. I got a bunch. Okay, I'm going to give you mine okay. first. Enemies to lovers. Dystopia, like, end of the world, uh, apocalyptic imagery. Because every they would like go to places where the world was ending. Uh, and then I got, like, timey-wimey time travel. Like, the, what is the timeline? It doesn't make sense. It's okay. So, is that it? Yes. Okay, so I got Biopunk. Blue's Garden has advanced organic technology. Couldn't find a pen, because they, like, write letters in weird and different ways. That was weird. I wish they could have explained how they did that. I liked it. I never understood that. I didn't like it, Aaron. I need more. (laughs) I need to know more about how the world works. I'm like, I accept this all, and I love it. And you're like, I I don't understand that. (laughs) You just like. Which is funny because you're the most skeptical person I've ever met. You're like, no, I don't, I don't believe in it. And then suddenly it's like, the owl pellet was a letter. Yeah, I'm sold. Eat this shit up. Give it to me. <laughs> then again, you're you read to escape, so I guess that makes sense. I do. Contemporary novels are not my thing. All right, future self-reveal: the seeker, the seeker, a rogue agent. Ooh, that's a good one. Suicide mission. That's a good one. Red going to save blue. Pen pals. Yep. Time police. Yep. And color motif. They're known as colors rather than people. Red versus blue. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You're watching my cats fight. I can hear They're your really, cats fighting. Right here. The tail swishing is intense right now. It's early morning fuckery time, it seems. Apparently. So, if you like this, or you tolerated this as Katie did, uh, what I should lo- you no, read? Let me, I liked this book. I did like it. I just wasn't a book that I necessarily would have picked for myself. Do you think you'll ever reread this book? I might re-listen to it. I think it's a because it's a quick listen. It's only four hours. Yeah. So I could see myself being like, "Oh, I haven't. I don't have any new audiobooks. Plunk this on because it is very poetic sounding. It is, and the the rhythm of the speaking is good. Hmm. I picked um, the other side of the sky. Okay, what's it about? Well, it has two authors. Oh, wow. By Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner, who are two friends who met in an online community and wrote write books together oh. isn't that interesting one lives in australia and one lives in the u.s so this is what it's about that's why i picked it because of the dual author thing 
Prince North's home is in the sky, in a gleaming city held aloft by intricate engines powered by technology. Nim is the living goddess of her people on the surface, responsible for providing answers, direction, hope. North and Nim's lives are entwined, though their hearts can never be. Linked by a terrifying prophecy and caught between duty and fate, they must choose between saving their people or succumbing to the bond that is forbidden between them. Oh, wow. That's it. It's a YA novel, so I think neither of us would like it. <laughs> Because YA is way too horny. It sounds interesting, though. It definitely sounds interesting. It's written by two authors, which I think is really cool. In fact, like, you've always said, like, let's write a book together. And I'm like, I don't don't even know how that would work. And now I'm kind of like... It could work. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be take a lot of intentionality. But I think it's really cool to see people do that. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And two people with two different very different writing styles right that's interesting yeah. to see that come together yeah so i picked a book that we actually covered on episode 16 back in march of this year so i picked how high we go in the dark by sequoia nagamatsu yeah i felt like this book really like the time jumping the lots of infliction not really sitting and explaining things but kind of going forward anyways hmm and it just kind of, when I was reading uh, This Is How You Lose the Time War, it made me think of how high we go in the dark. Hmm. Now that you say that, I can see it. With the alien seed yeah. that goes through the whole story yeah. of how high we go in the dark, I can see it. Definitely different vibes. Different vibes. But similar tone. Yeah. The writing style is similar too. That's why I kind of like looked at it and I was like, I was reading this and I was like, this reminds me of how high we go in the dark. And I didn't really enjoy How High We Go in the Dark, but I enjoyed no, this. Yeah, because of the romance. You liked the, you wanted, you wanted a love story. Well, I think it was because How High We Go in the Dark was pandemic Oh yeah, that's right. It was a little triggering. Yeah. I picked a triggering book for you. Yeah, so I think that I enjoyed this one, but I enjoyed the writing style. So I think if times were different, I would have enjoyed How High We Go in the Dark more, but it made me think of that book while I was reading this one, so I thought I would mention it. And it was funny because oh, when I told cool. you I picked this book, you're like, I'm excited to see how you explain this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was, it was late. So it was a little uh, untrusting of me and my judgment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not going to read the thing. We did a whole episode on it. Yes. If you want a synopsis, go listen to episode 16. Yeah. So you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can send us an email. Um, sometimes yeah. I have not updated the Goodreads this year. Um, I really need to sit down and do that. It just kind of got away from me and I haven't done it yet. So I'll tell you, I went on Goodreads yesterday and marked a book as read. Wow. Are you proud of me? Yeah. What's the new app that you're using? Okay. So I'm using a new app called Bookmory. B-O-O-K-M-O-R-Y. Like memory, but the first part of it is book. And you like it more than and Goodreads. I do like a Goodreads. Wow. I do like it more than Goodreads. And the reason is because the interface is so much more simple. Not that I don't want to know what my friends are reading, but I am less concerned about a social media book. Like it's, it's social media, but with books is really what Goodreads is. Cause you like can see what your friends are reading and people post on their timelines and blah, 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 blah. This is more of a personal, um, like a personal tracker. 
Like it's not, it's not necessarily like I'm going to connect it with my friends or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But like I update it for myself. I can make my own lists. Like right now it says like I'm 58% of the way through we play ourselves and like it's got all kinds of books on here. I like it a lot. Interesting. So it's more of a personal journal than like a yes. reviewing pa- platform. Yeah. It's more of like a, like a, like a book journal. That makes sense. And I, it's just super easy. The interface is super easy. Interesting. So. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, if you want a personal book journal that's also an app, you could go check out that. Yes. Absolutely. That's cool. I guess that's it. Is that it? I guess so. I don't have anything else to say about this book. Perfect. So, thanks for tuning in. This was I Read That, episode 28. Bye!